Hello, hello. My name is David DeBerry II. I'm the co-CEO of Keys to Black Wealth. My name is Brandy Avery. I am also the co-CEO of Keys to Black Wealth. My name is Lamar Pugsley, and I am the CMO of Keys to Black Wealth. And I'm Frank Cage, the CBO of Keys to Black Wealth. And we thank you all for listening to the Keys to Black Wealth podcast. Please enjoy the show and don't forget, take some keys. So without any further ado, uh, DJ, let's get some up. Going. Let's bring them up. Tony up, Tony up, Tony up. Stop drinking out them gold bottles. Get my car and hand we in here, baby. We in here. This is what the people have been waiting for all weekend. This is what the people have been waiting for. Drop those seven in the trap. Drop those teams in the trap. They ready. They going crazy. They going crazy, crazy right now. Appreciate you, DJ Dizzy. Appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. All right. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Keys to Black Wealth Virtual Summit. How y'all doing? Man, we good. We blessed. And uh, definitely blessed. we just glad to be here to be able to share knowledge and share the blueprint with our people because, you know, we don't normally get this. They they right. hold these secrets from us, but we can't do it. We want to give our people the secrets. Mm. It's so much history. It's so much hidden history. For real. Yeah, yeah. So first and foremost, Master P, happy Father's yeah. Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy yes. Day, yes, yes, sir. Thank you, son. And then thank you for spending your day with us. Um, Father's Day, I know it's a holiday, so we appreciate your time gracing us with your presence. Yes, it's all, it's all love. Like, this is what it's about giving this back to our people. Like I said, uh, they've been hiding these secrets from us so long to where we got to start educating us on financial literacy and building financial wealth. And it starts right here, just thinking outside the box having that vision, knowing that you can do it and see other people that have done it. And for us to be able to do it as a family, as a father and son team, I mean, this, this is incredible because we don't normally see this. You know, we we don't think that, oh, I want to be like my dad. I want to, I want to, you know, even my son inspired me to change my life. So I think this is so important that the first father and son of hip hop in the day, but not just stop in, in, uh, in the music, but venturing off into product because I tell people all the time, product outweighs talent. So, mm. and that's why it's so important what they're doing. I mean, keys to black wealth. Yeah, I mean, we need more events like this. Yes. this is truly one of my favorite events, and now to be able to do it virtually where everybody can come along, it's a, a definitely a beautiful day. Yeah, definitely. We got people. We got people uh, in Africa attending. We got people in Canada. We got people in Ireland. We all over the place. And uh, wealth is the same everywhere. You got to talk that language, though. So just talk to me about how you guys, you know, you guys always talk about education. That's all I hear from you guys. And that's so important. Just talk about specific ways you guys educate yourself. Well, first, I want to tell y'all, you know, the wisdom is the most important thing. It's more important than money. And so the wisdom, knowledge, and education come with that. So, you know, when you go to bed at night, don't pray for money, pray for wisdom. Mm. All the people in the Bible that are successful, it's because they pray for wisdom. If you understand your business, you understand what education is about, whether it's financial literacy, uh, just the basic education and knowledge, like you will be able to make the right decisions in charges. So uh, wisdom is the most important thing. 
education is so important. That's why we say we want to prepare the next generation uh, for with education. I mean, think about it, because if you don't have that, then we're lost. If you look at it, we're fighting, we're protesting. And the only way we're going to get equality and injustice is through education to get to the money, because we're not changing nothing without wealth. So that's yeah. why we got to buy back our blocks, not yeah. burn them down. We have to educate ourselves to go and even we always say we don't have nothing, but if we educated enough, we could apply for these small business loans. We could get out there and, uh, and uh, send our proposals and business plans out there to people that do have wealth so we can help each other. So I think thinking education is the whole key to everything mm. that you're trying to do. Because if you don't have the knowledge and the wisdom of what you're doing, why is you doing it? Yeah, and Pops, on top of that, research also shows that the greatest and highest correlation with high income is actually the education of one's parents. So for the parents out there, it's very important to uh, invest in your kids' education because that's how we get that generational wealth to keep yes. going and going. Yes. Mm. Oh, man, Already. We, we are not here to do so. So, real quick, because we, we don't want to assume everybody knows your story. So, let us just actually respectfully, uh, Master P, let's start with you. How did you arrive to where you are right now? Well, I grew up in poverty. Uh, I lived in a three bedroom project with my grandparents, and there were 16 people in that small place. But I always thought that. I'm living in a mansion. One day I'm gonna be in a mansion. I never sit and thought that I was in a partnership. Most people, they start speaking the negativity. I'm speaking positiveness, like oh, I'm gonna be in a mansion soon. I just gotta do something. Uh, the, the money is in the mill, the money is coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this money some kind of way. I'm gonna better myself. And it taught me how to be passionate about what I believe in. First it was basketball. I was passionate about basketball to get me to college. And when I got hurt, I had to figure out something else. And that's how I got into the music to build my empire. It was true passion. It wasn't about money. It was something that I loved. I tell people, if you want to be successful, do something that you love, that you're passionate about, and the money will come. So I went from the hood to Hollywood. I put my trust and faith in God, and I, I was willing to sacrifice work. Um, Take the L's. I tell people all the time, uh, you know, it's not an L, it's a lesson. So those L's turn into lessons for me and those sacrifices, it, it, it made me hungry. So being being coming from poverty, it made me so hungry to chase my dream, my goal, because I wanted to do better and break the negative cycles, whether, whether it was drugs, whether it was uh, poverty in the community where I lived in. I said, I don't want to live like that's like a bad tasting food in your mouth. I want something better. So, and I wanted something better for my family. So it made me change my life, do the right thing. And here we are today. So I'm saying if I could do it, y'all could do it. Yeah. living living witness. If he could do it, you truly can do it. It's that simple. The man came from nothing. Like you just already said, he was sleeping in a two bedroom with 16 people. Yeah. Well, so I never had a bed till I got to college. I was so happy to have a bed when I got to college. The coach was like, man, why are you smiling? Man, I got my own bed. You got a whole you know? bed. <laughs> on the floor. And people don't realize my son motivated me to do the right thing. So uh, looking at Romeo, I'm saying, we're going to make it out of this project. So Romeo was born in Charity Hospital, right up the street from the projects where we grew up at. And uh, I kept looking at him. I said, man, I got to do something with my life. Uh, we're going to move. We're going to California. We went to California and I opened up No Limit Records, a retail store. So people don't know No Limit 
you know, it was a retail store before it was a record store. So that's the education part. I learned every part of the music business from Tupac to Too Short to whoever. They came through my store and uh, I was putting their records in my store on consignment. So I start realizing, I said, uh, why everything black? If you look at the Ghetto Boys, NWA, Tupac, all the albums was black. Mm-hmm. Everybody had on black. And I said, I got to do something different. I got to light it up in here. So that's why the whole ice cream man thing came. I said, I'm a wet white, I'm a change it. So being different and being unique will take you to a farther place than you could imagine. I mean, I went from selling no records to building the empire, selling over hundred million records, but learning the business, educating myself. And that's how I was able to do the deal I did. I did an 80-20 deal, turned down a million dollars with Jimmy IB, which is one of the biggest record companies in the world at the time. And they told me I never was gonna get a deal. And I said, you know what? If this guy offered me a million dollars, how much am I worth? So you have to know your work, know yourself. Your work. And not just work. So let me tell y'all something too. Never do a deal when you're desperate. And my grandfather, that. so I knew I only had $500 in my pocket. I was about to sign a check for a million dollars. I was going to sign my soul away. And I ended up not doing it and going back to the ghetto and just keep on practicing. Pops, that's better. something. That a key note right there, though. Never make a deal when you're desperate. Yes. Because a lot of people, they're going to say that's easier said than done. Yeah. Right. But what I know, and from growing up with this man, is that if you truly want to build something, you know, we're talking ownership. If you truly believe in yourself, yeah. you want real success. We're not talking overnight success. Yeah. You got to be willing to struggle, right? You yeah. got to be willing to follow your purpose, your dreams and goals. Like my pop said, he had $500 in his pockets. And turned down a million. And how many, back to the game. How many people? How many? <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> people want to do that. You know? Yeah. I mean, that was in the 90s. That's not now. So imagine what the million dollars was in the 90s. Right. That was like... <laughs> <laughs> and then another thing, speaking of just even the funny thing with my career, because generational wealth is a very big key to our success, like mm-hmm. towards the future. You know, we know the uh, future, the youth is the future. And my career, although I was this big childhood uh, star celebrity. I wanted to be successful because I saw my two first cousins pass away. You know, I saw my first cousin pass away when I was eight years old and my next one when I was 12. And my success came from just happen to be my best right now. And that's what I want to tell people. If you truly want success, you have to be willing to be your best right now. Not tomorrow, not next month, not next year. So um, you got to be able to utilize everything you have. And you see it at two different levels. People always say, well, Romeo, I don't have a pops like Master P. I don't got a pops in the business, et cetera. My pops didn't have that either. Nah, stop making excuses. Everybody has twenty. But you want to be growing, and that's what we're all, we're living witness of. If you're willing to sacrifice and do what you got to do for your family, then your kid could get here, and then I got to do my part for the yeah. next generation as well. What I, I tell everybody: just count your blessings. Stop worrying about what other people have and you don't have. Because a lot of people, you know, y'all, you quick to look across the street and say, oh, this guy has this and that. But you've got to make the best out of what you have. And like Romeo said, I mean, all my friends probably didn't have they, they pops around. So that's not an excuse. And most of them are successful. Uh, I grew up with my grandparents. So I didn't use that as an excuse. I said I live in a sick, I lived in a three bedroom project, not apartment. Project. With 16 people, me and my brother, we ate last. 
But we didn't make no excuse about, oh, I live in a project, I don't have no bed and all that. No, I'm saying, you know what? I'm gonna get out and make something. I'm gonna take my family up out of here. I'm gonna take my grandparents. I'm gonna go buy them a house. I'm gonna go buy my dad's house. I'm gonna buy my mom a house, you know? Because you never know what somebody's situation is. And I had relatives that lived with me that didn't have parents. And they still made the best out. So I know now we have social media. People always say, like Romeo said, well, you got your dad. No, guess what? If Romeo didn't have me, he would be successful because he have it in him. So you have to put your trust in faith. Lord, people always try to look for man as an excuse because what, what would you do if your parents wasn't doing the right thing. I had I had parents growing up and relatives growing up that was getting high, doing kind of doing all kind of stuff. But guess what? That didn't make me want to do it. Right. I'm like, well, I gotta break this negative cycle. So you guys gotta stop using excuses that I don't have. Ever. No excuses. No, no excuses. To be honest, no, no. knowing your purpose will guide you into what not to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you gotta live intentionally. You have to know. You're living for what are you? Throw the, throw the whole keys at y'all. You <laughs> live more intentionally. The thing That's about it right is, there. we don't live for money. We don't work for money. We make money. Mm. Mm. So it's, it's all about we love our people and we use money. And they say working smart is more valuable than yeah. having money. And then guess what? It's a marathon. You don't have to run quick because think about it. When people see no limit, make it. Y'all didn't see the seven years before that I had to hit every club, try to get my music. People call me country. They didn't like my music. I tell people all the time, no idea is a whack idea. Keep chasing your dream and your goals. If you believe, if you truly believe, you will be successful. Yeah. So I got I to gotta get in a question because y'all dropping keys right and left. The chat is going crazy right going now. Bananas. I, I, y'all got a lot of products, though. You guys get products. I don't want to know specifically, though. Like, how do you, like, know what industries? Like, do you guys do a lot of market research? How do you know? Like, I know you just dropped a lot of products. I know both of you guys got products. Yeah. Like, if you got an idea, how do you even go about market research and producing and all of that? Let me tell you something. I think I just said no idea is a whack idea. If they could do it, we could do it. So if you look at it, even when I came out, you know, with the potato chips, people said, okay, well, it's not free to lay. My first investments yeah. right there. So I remember as a little kid. Yeah. And nobody know, believed. People were yeah. laughing. Are you going to invest money into potato chips? Yeah. So but the thing, the thing about this, look at it now, that brand turned so big because we didn't have images of us on the shelves, even as a potato chip. And so now we have some of the biggest artists in the world and we have built a mega brand, but that started from it having wasn't, a right. It wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't we, an overnight we started, thing. We, probably, we maybe had two or three artists at first. Yeah. You I know, mean, it, it just keep growing and growing. With, with our partner, James Lindsay, it was like nobody believed it. Shout out to James. Doing. Nobody believed it. We went to actors say, y'all put some money up with us, let's do this. Nobody wanted to do it. That blew up. Now you look at the noodles. The noodles blew up. We can't keep that off the shelf. But I said, we've been eating noodles for years. A Chinese guy come over here, give this to us, make billions of dollars. First time we put it out, guess what our people say? How much sodium in there? I'm saying, how much sodium in the ones you're buying already, that you're buying from them. So you just don't want to buy it from us because we look like you. So the more we make, the more we give. You know we're going to put money back into the and community. It, and it takes money. People don't realize in business, it takes money to make money. So when you're starting a new business, you have to make the money before you can make a big difference, yes. before you can make a change. 
Well, and, that's, and that's why we've been playing catch up for so many yeah, years. Yeah, well, we already 400 years behind. Yeah. So you can run as fast as you want, but we already 400 years. <laughs> so think about that. So that's why I want people around me that's going to push me. So mm. imagine this now. We, if once we get that shelving space, we could make things even better. That's why I say trust the process. We could make it more healthier. But, but imagine us getting that wealth where we could take some of those products off the shelves that they've been getting paid off for us because these products are targeted to us. And we're not able to put none of that money back into to the community because it's not owned by us. And so I want more people to come up with more products. So it'll be not just one. You see us, you see 30 of us now. And it's products owned by us so we can put the money back into the community. So then we come back, you look at Uncle Ben and Aunt your mama, huh. which is straight mockeries of us, but been doing this for 130 years. And we've been buying this. These are multi-billion dollar companies. Uncle Ben is a model from the 1940s. They put a bow tie on him and put him on every shelf across America. When our grandparents went to those stores, they were supporting that, thinking that we own this. And none of that money has went back to us. You look at Aunt your Mama since 1889, over 130 years, uh, she was making pancakes uh, for events for other cultures and she was just a face in a model. None of, none of their ancestors, none of our people are making residuals off of that and they made billions and billions and billions. And none of this never came back to our community, even to help. You know, not saying that these guys are bad. I do take my hat off to the CEOs of Mars and Quicker Oaks for actually taking these products off the shelf and now and rebranding this, but it's opened up avenues for Uncle Peace product. So right. we got the rice, the pancakes, uh, the syrup, the grits, the oatmeal. I mean, and we thought about this for so long ago. And let me tell you how God works when you're doing right. All of a sudden, when we start putting the Uncle P products out, then it blew up to where they're taking Auntie Mama and uh, Uncle Ben off the shelves. I mean, that's nothing but God. I mean, it's us. Nothing but God, Pops. My Pops came to us, I think, seven months ago with this idea at Bible study at the crib. And I'm not going to lie to you. The kids laughed at this idea. My Pops was like, I'm about to take over the food industry. Yeah, and and Everybody laughed. And I'm like, okay. Let me tell y'all what I do. You want to make rice? You want to make pancakes? I'm going to make rice. I went from the ice cream man to the rice man. Where did that come from, though? Like, why rice? What made you. Hey, but Pops. So let me tell y'all what made me come up with. Before you do that, though, I got to say, before the 13th Amendment, you know, we're talking 1865, black people, because of slavery, wasn't able to build wealth. And that's why this is so important. That's why ownership is important. That's why it's a figure like my dad is so important, somebody who's been preaching this for over 25 years. Yeah. You know, like this was, it's not an overnight thing. People just finally put in the spotlight on it because right. what's been going on in the world. But this man, since I started my career, you know, 20 years ago, he always taught me ownership, ownership, ownership own your product. That's how we're going to make a difference. It's not going to be about the fame. You know, right. fame is a business. Yeah. It's a trend that comes and goes. So, yeah. So the way, the way I came up with this was uh, I started realizing and do your research. Uh, everybody has the internet, has a phone. Start researching like, okay, who is Uncle Ben? So when I went to the stores, I'm like, if I'm going to get in the rice business, who is going to be my competition? 
You know, you got people beefing with records and all this other stuff. I said, no, I'm about to be beefing with the I'm beefing with the Uncle Ben's, the Auntie Mamas, whoever, whoever these own these companies. And I, when I stop doing the research, I'm saying, this is not owned by us. I said, oh, you know what? Everybody else was scared. People tell me, man, you're not going to be able to get your stuff on the shelves. You're not going to be able to make it. I'm like, they just go to factories just like we would do. And so you guys ask, how do you get started? You find out the factories that they're getting their products made into. And like Romeo say, seven months ago, I hit all those factories up. I said, how much is it going to cost for me to make rights? They told me how much it's going to cost. I paid for it. I got it packaged, packaged up. And next thing you know, I'm in the game. And then look how God worked to where I'm thinking that this was going to be a big fight, thinking that I'm going to be get right, right on the side of Auntie Mama and Uncle Ben. I didn't know six months later they was going to be taking their product off the shelf. They said in the Bible, God will make your enemies your footstool. And, and, and this is what happened. Like, I didn't even have the battle. Like, nobody else was ready. Nobody else had product. We had product. We had it done. Uh, we, we took it to the mom and pop stores first. So people always say, well, I can't do it. Even me, big as I am as an entertainer, I still had to take my store, my product to the mom and pop stores and start small. So I didn't just go straight into Walmart. That's why people say, it's not the snap I, of a no, I can't find it. Like I say, no, you know what? I got to take it to the outlets where, where I'm familiar at, where they're going to open up the, the avenues and put me on the, the shelves. I started there first and now I have all these uh, massive chain stores looking at me now because now African-American product, we do need some diversity for a shelter. While we out here protesting, we got to be out here for our product. That's the only way we're going to be able to put wealth back into the community. I tell people right now, you know, why y'all protesting? If we don't have no money, how are we going to get y'all out of jail? Right. Because you <laughs> that part. Us to jail. So think about it. If we look at back in the days, Martin Luther Kingdom had a plan. They had buses, they had money, they was ready to get people that was incarcerated to get them out because they had the plan, know what was gonna happen. Right now, we're out here protesting without a plan, a plan of action. And it, it gotta start on the financial side. We gotta teach our people how to get these small business loans. So now you see that I could put product in these stores. I want 20, 30, 40, 50 more people that look like me to have other products in there. I mean, even in the hair care business, you see that we don't own that. So that's some room for some of our people to go and take some of that off of the shelf and put our people's stuff on the shelf because that's what they're making a mockery of us. Huh. Uh, y'all dropping keys, though. That was like the people that mom and pop. That's so that was so key because a lot of people just try to go straight to the top, straight to the yeah. top without working. Man, working work your way up. I tell people, even if you want to be in real estate, start small and work your way up. For me to understand the shelving space in this business, I have to go and start small. Same way I did with my music. I tell people, I'm gonna take over this game the same way I did with the music. So, and I'm, I'm gonna touch my people and grow. It's not an overnight process, but mm. we're definitely gonna have some opportunity to get some African-American diverse product into these major chains. Love it. So, Romeo, yeah. real quick question for you. What are you reading um, financial? Like, what kind of financial education, wealth building um, books or, you know, podcasts? Are you doing anything like that? Honestly, we're at Bible study right now. And we do financial literacy at Bible study. The Bible is the key to my success. Like, believe it or not, I'm all about like, that's where I get my biggest keys in life. Because if you really dig deep into it, um, every lesson is learned right there. Uh, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, I think it's probably one of the most popular ones, David versus Goliath, right? 
David versus Goliath, everybody know the whole story that David mm -hmm. defeated Goliath. But just like in business, just like in life, if you want to be successful, it's about those baby steps. It's about preparation. What are you doing to prepare you to defeat the giant? And that's what people miss in this story in the Bible. So I'm one of those people where I look at that and I kind of compare that to my life. But people never realize that David had to overcome so many other obstacles yeah. to even get to the to, to the, the giant. giant to even defeat him. Yeah. Where yeah. if you wouldn't have overcame those smaller obstacles, just like in business, when you build a business, you want to start small. You want to start with small ideas. You know, it's always quality over quantity when you first start. So David was able to defeat that giant because he, he he was prepared. So definitely the Bible, you know, I'm a man of faith. Um, and one of my other favorite books that just get me through life in every aspect is called The Warrior of the Light. So I want y'all to go check that book out. It'll change your life. It's a, it's a fun read. It's a fast read. But uh, this is the type of stuff we need to instill us because it's not about money. If you really look at it, Mm. And me sitting next to my papa there, people always be like, man, you talk about it's not about money. If I had what you had, my life would be easy. And that's not the case because no, don't believe that, even when you attain everything yeah. you want, if your heart isn't right, if your soul isn't happy, none of this success, none of this vote is going to be worth it. You can't take it with you. It's like, what are you going to leave an imprint on this world? And, and do you have any integrity? Because there's a lot of people with money. But how many more people in the world are richer than us? Yeah. And they have, they have kids happy. as well. But they people look happy. at us, they're like, well, you're masterpiece, son. You're supposed to do this. We got, we know right. friends that's worth $10 billion, yeah. $50 billion, you know. And they're not happy. And so, what are their kids doing? What are their family doing? So I, I don't think success is just something that's well, relative. You know what? Let me tell y'all something was, was crazy I look at. People always want to break us up. They see hmm. men falling together. Instead of saying, you got all the friends that's sticking together, we done been through it all. Nothing is going to break this family up because it's, it's built on love. It's not built on it's money. Foundation. We could lose it all right now. We like instant grits, just add water. We, gonna add make some water. <laughs> we don't mind falling off. So think about it. Most of the people that fell down, they got back up and made billions. Go look at all the millionaires that fell down and lost it, then they got back up and made billions. So, but we laugh at each other if something happened to one of us instead of empowering and helping that person, knowing that that person is a hustler, he's gonna make it. We don't do that, we don't stick together. Hurst yeah. Rent-A-Car, they lost billions. They was about to go bankrupt. You think Did y'all know that Hertz was going bankrupt? And nobody made no stories. Nobody tripped on it. And guess what? Now they stopped and went up. Went up. Huh. that be somebody in our culture, oh, in the we, we'll, one of we'll, our we'll famous black entertainers who's trying yeah. to make a difference, but they make one mistake yeah. or, you know, they lose yep. it all. And now people want to laugh at them. Oh, they wait till right. you did to give you everything. Think about right. it. Instead of waiting till somebody did, buy our product now so we can help our people now. That's what we want well, to do. That's why education gonna be is better. so important because they understand that. Like, we don't need it if you go on. Think about it. Nipsey Hussle was the biggest artist in the world once he died. He sold 52,000 copies when he was alive. Then he sold 6 million when he died. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me. But Makes they, no sense. They show you they want to use us. They know we have, we have uh, this power. We have yeah. this uh, strength. Well, nobody of don't want to tell somebody they're great while they're alive. Like, think yeah. about it. Kobe Bryant was the greatest player ever when he died, better than Michael Jordan, LeBron James, everybody now. But when he was alive, people was questioning him. But that's why the education is so important, Dad. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. They take 
they'll take everything we have because we're not educated on yeah. this. We're not educated about ownership. We're educated on selling what we have for yeah. the quick buck. Yeah. And that's why it's so important a check. for us Everybody to be Everybody wants a bag and a check. Yeah, because the money comes down the line. I can't, you know what? I want my, my bag to be so big I can't count it. It's a number. <laughs> if I can stand up and count it, it ain't a real bag. It ain't a real bag. You know what I'm saying? I want it yeah. a number. I, I don't. I don't want to be able to count my money. If I can count my money, that means I don't have a lot. Ooh. So I got to get out here and keep working. If I can yeah. count all my money and put it in a bag or show it to y'all, that means that I don't have. I don't have a lot. It ain't enough. Yeah. I got a Building generational wealth is the kind of money you can't count. Is huh. is I yeah. can't even show it to you because it's so big. <laughs> yeah, I got a question for you guys real quick before we take a couple audience questions. But yeah. what is y'all strategy and plan to get positive content out there to the people? Because there's so much negative content out here. How, what's y'all strategy on how do we get positive content to the masses? We we're gonna have to hold the media accountable because they wouldn't show like me and Rome doing right. But if me and Rome was getting in trouble, going to jail, that'd be the biggest news. together. But we'll to see a news. father and son, we're not perfect, but at least we're trying to do the right thing. And then more that could help more fathers and sons across the world. But they don't want to show that. So I just think we got to hold the media accountable and keep, we're going to keep doing what we got to do. And we're not looking for no trophies. We're not looking for nothing. We're just about doing the right thing. You know, maybe it's you know, our rewards coming from the man up above. But so. Pops, with that being said, I always tell people, we've been playing checkers while they've been playing chess. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. All of this is to control us, right? So if they have too many people being positive influence on the world that look like us, what do you think we're going to become? Why do you think so many of our people end up dead? We're talking Bob Marley, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., just people that end up dead who have this message. You know, it's a reason for that if we really look deep in, in, into it. But at the end of the day, we got to want to watch positivity. Right. But that's the part, though, Romeo. Like, what's your thought on that, Romeo? Because I saw your post that you put up, the thirst trap. And then, you know, you put up the first post with just the knowledge yeah. dropping the keys. But then you have the thirst trap people. Like, what's your thoughts about that as far as our people? Like, how do we get our people to want? This? You know, this world is so uh, it's a visual driven world now because of social media. Right. Mm -hmm. So people, they just want to see. And the thing that I always me and my dad tell people is like, if you could use it for your advantage, that's good. But don't let it use you. You got to yeah. know how to use uh, social media to your advantage because it's only a platform. Yeah, use it as a business tool. Yeah, people don't see the, the uh, like my dad always say, the many times you fell down. You think you're going to post on social media, you just fell down. Yeah. So it's not real. <laughs> you know, but we want to definitely use our uh, resources and our platforms to inspire. And I think that's how we make a difference. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen we next month. We got to keep on fighting for what's right. So we'll recognize people, real. people really will change but Pops, if they don't change, you know, we doing it for God. Yeah. God going to take care yeah. of us regardless. Right. That's how we live. Okay, right. so we got reward from man anyway. I'm going to keep doing what I got. And look, do. I want to tell people we live in a world where we accept a certain reality as black people. And we got to learn to create our own reality. So that's what I want people to know out there. Mm. Stop accepting something and know that we're all kings and queens. That's all my dad had. My dad didn't have nothing, but he knew in his head that he was a king. That well, he you, deserved. Have to, you have to speak it. And, and you, the only way we're going to change the narrative 
is empowering each other. And so this is the first step, like what we're doing right now with these keys for wealth is giving our people a platform to communicate the ones that want, you can't stop the ones that don't want nothing. It's a lot of people that don't want nothing in the world. So we can't, but that's why I focus on babies and the elderly. Because mm -hmm. the elderly the ones paid the way for us and the babies, they don't have their mind focused enough where we can focus their mind to help you. So, I mean, we're going to have to focus on that. We've got to keep doing our part. We can't sit around and worry about the negative people because no matter what you do, it's always going to be somebody. Don't know what you're doing. Oh, I don't like what he's doing. That, 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 uh, he's just doing the right thing. Like, what, are you mad because we're doing the right thing? You mad because me and my son together? You mad because I take care of my kids? That's crazy. Right. Now, if I was out here thugging with my son, but since I'm doing the right thing, you have something to say. And my right. Thing is, right now, we don't worry about them. Like they are not in our world. Because I tell you all the time, who are the haters in the neighborhood? The haters motivate me. You know, I, they motivate me. They make me get up and work harder. That's why I come up with so much. When I first came out with the Mayatis and shoes, they was like, man, what is that? You know what Mayada stand for? Motivating oneself, not encourage you actively to think independently. Mm. What do Nike stand for? What do it stand for? <laughs> so think about it. I'm I'm encouraging our people. Yeah, my my product will get better. We allow Nike, Gucci, and all these companies to get better to grow. We, we allowed them to grow. We, we, we didn't like Nike. Nike blew up because of Michael Jordan. One man. I didn't buy Nike back in the days. I used to buy Nike and Converse. Yeah. And so, but guess what? Jordan didn't own no shares of Nike. He's a billionaire now. They only gave him a million dollars when he started out. He blew that company up. A guy named Spencer Haywood, they gave him an offer for 100000 or 10% of Nike. He took the 100000 If he took 10%, he'll have $8.6 billion right now. That's why we need to educate our people and educate yeah. the ones around us. Imagine Jordan. Jordan made them billions because he trademarked his name. So imagine if he would have got shares in stock in a Nike back then, how much money Jordan would have, which he's living a great life. So it's not about the money, but I'm just saying, imagine if we was educated and I'm telling every Jordan is one of the few though. He's one of the Everybody's few. not Jordan. Everybody don't have that type of talent. But imagine if Jordan would have took some shares in that company back then, because he created it. Like he made me start buying Nikes. So I'm just saying that now why we can't take that same time to prepare with what we have to say we got an African-American owned company that's going to grow just like a Nike did. So support us and, and be patient with us till we hit that home run and now we're putting money back in the community. You look at all our product, we give money back to inner city youth for education in the elderly. Every product that we make. So this is not new. We've been doing this for over 25 years. And I couldn't do this all across the world if I didn't make no money. So I I have to product to give back to my people. Yeah, so we got some guests. We got a special guest with you guys with us right now, Mr. Sean Ross. Hey, 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 what's up, big brother and, and, and nephew Romeo? I just want to say I love y'all, and I just want to thank y'all for truly taking time to give everybody out there keys to black wealth. And we yeah. just uh, celebrated Juneteenth and everything, and I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Now, Romeo, to you, Romeo, first, and then to P. Now, what do you, these are questions that were sent to me. Romeo, what are some of the things that you had to overcome 
to, to become your own within within the No Limit air and outside to identify who Romeo Miller is. And yeah. then the question to Mr. Miller, P, is how do you hold not just Romeo, but all the kids accountable to carrying that torch have you have you so gracefully passed to them? Oh. Yeah. Well, it's very simple for me. Um, I think people from the outside, they look at our, our life and my life and they may think it's easy or they may not uh, see us sweat so they don't really understand the blood sweat and tears we actually put into it but um being obedient has been the key for me just me listening to my heart and me knowing that god has a purpose for me you know even though my dad was master p and people be like you got some big shoes to fill you know i never thought i had to be my dad i'm like i'm gonna be the best romeo miller and hopefully i can make my family proud and with me doing that i was able to build a hell of a career, you know, where I had millions of fans. I've had one of the biggest TV shows, you know, uh, I'm my own boss. I have my own brands, you know, top records. So it's one of those things where you got to truly listen to your heart and your parents going to, they'll get it. Like if you really love something, your parents going to let you, let you shine and, and take your path. But you got to really know that this is what I want out of life. I'm willing to work. And I'm going to show you, but I never lived in the shadow of my dad. I think a lot of people, whether it's a business family or et cetera, uh, they think they have to live up to their parents or their uncles or their aunties or anybody before them. So you got to just very, you got to focus on you and follow your heart at the end of the day. Yeah. And for me, it's about uh, work ethic. So I give all my kids that work ethic, like, I'm going to push you if that's what you want to do. I'm not going to just give you something. I'm going to push you and I'm going to show you how to fish. So even if I'm not around, you're still going to be able to eat. So I just think as parents, stop being your kid's friend and really be a father, really be a mother. So uh, and push them, you know what I'm saying? And support them with what they do. Like, I don't expect my kids to do everything I do, but I'm going to support them. Like Romeo said, if it's something they love and they're passionate about and they, they get in their edges. My, my kids can't play basketball unless they get good grades in school. Uh, uh, my kids are not just going to be athletes, they're going to be student athletes. As young people, I'm teaching them about economics, something that you're not going to learn in school. They're not showing us that. They're not showing us, teaching us about banking, teaching us about credit. We only know about money. I tell you, you, home, you, know, you, you might think you're going to be rich off of money. No, you're going to be rich off your word, which is credit. So, you know, that's what we teach our generation, to our kids, to teach them how to get their credit right. Because once you go to college, your credit is messed up. So how to keep that straight before, by the time you get out of college, you got good credit so you can get what you want. You can open up a business loan. You can apply for, for things that we can't do because our credit is bad. So right. we only thinking about the money. So imagine people say, well, how am I buy something with no money if you have good credit? So you got to keep your word. That's all credit is. And Pops, I want to add something else to the question you asked me. I want to tell everybody out there, comparison yeah. is the thief of joy. Yeah. You know, I can't, no matter who, I can't say I want to be Michael Jordan. I can't say right. I want to be Allen Iverson, Oprah Winfrey, Master P. You know, you have to be the best you. We have to stop comparing in this world. Oh, oh, all right, y'all. Well, hey, I'm going to get out of here because I know Big Brother P, he rules with an iron fist. And he yeah. didn't knock me out once before. And I don't want to get knocked out. So, hey, y'all that got many questions, I'm getting out of here. Bye, Appreciate it. Always love. Love y'all. Uh, so, uh, Master love. P and Romeo, um, we have uh, two other co-founders. 
um, who is four of us. So it's four co-founders, the keys to black wealth, Romeo, you already had the opportunity to meet them. Ricky, can you bring up the co-founders real quick and uh, we'll be wrapping up. So uh, Master P, uh, this is Lamar, Lamar Pugsley. And then this is Frank Cage. Lamar, he is our CMO. He handles all of our uh, social media content. Um, he handles all of our marketing. And then uh, Frank Cage, he's the man behind the brand. He's the visual visual person, the creative a part of the team. So they had a couple that. of what The world needs to see more people that look like us that's really behind the scenes making a difference in this world. So I take my hats off to all of y'all, for real. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Right now, shake them keys for me. Y'all drop some keys for Romeo. <laughs> hey, hey uh, P, I, I, I just want to say... Uh, it's crazy how all this came full circle because in 2007, I'm from Lima, Ohio, small city in Ohio in 2007. I went to college in uh, Oakland, California at Merritt College. Yes. And I remember walking through the door and my yeah. AD, Maurice Compton, telling me, uh, I'm thinking like, is that Master P? He's like, oh, yeah, Master P went here. Yeah. If you want to be as good as him, you're going to have to put that work in. <laughs> and I said, man, here he go. Right out the gate. And for us to all come full circle and to be in front of you, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a privilege. I appreciate you just seeing you as a father, see you raise a great uh, young man in Romeo and seeing how he handled himself as well. It's just been nothing but a, 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 a blessing for me and just something to model myself after and raising my son. So big salute to you, OG. Yes, sir. And if we all can do it, man. You know, you went to Merritt, you know how tough it was. And I used to get on board to catch to go back home. So man, and like Romeo said, I, we wasn't always living like this. So the people that's watching this, y'all should realize no matter where you come from, you being uncomfortable is gonna push you to your comfortability and get to your success. So, you know, stop trying to take the detour. And, and stay on course. You know, your your determination is gonna get you to your destination. So that's a big part that you just said, success. If you truly think about success, right? Yeah. People only know you when you become successful. Yeah, they, so every day you came from. they don't know, but they don't even know where you came from. So you gotta realize you can't worry about the naysayers, you can't worry about the people who don't believe in you because if you don't make it, they're not gonna care anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Frank, Frank Cage. Y'all gotta look at this. Everybody got 24 hours. What are you doing with it? Stop worrying about what I'm doing with mine. That's why you can't get to where you're going there, because you're worrying about me 23 hours. You're only getting one hour of sleep, and I'm working. I'm doing what I got to do because I want to better myself. And that's all I did. And I think anybody out there that's watching this, that's the key to success. Stop worrying about what somebody else doing and invest your time into you, and you will get to your destination. Frank. Frank Cage. For sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to shoot my questions. Uh, one one for Uncle P and uh, Romeo, for sure. Um, uh, one thing that I, I do admire about your movement is the way that you've been able to uh, navigate your business relationships. Like, I look at other cats in the industry and to be able to see um, how you've been able, uh, even here recently, you guys just had the No Limit uh, a reunion tour. Like, you, you don't see that too many times in the culture, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. as long as you've been able uh, to do it in the game. How are you able to uh, navigate as far as forecasting your, your vision on that level and keeping the team together? Mm. Well, you know, I think it go by doing what's right by people. Meet a great leader. Yeah. 
people know that you've been doing right by them so long and they're going to want to work your, your word is everything you're going to see that in my documentary coming out july 29th uh it's going it, it, it'll be out july 29th and it's all about the no limit chronicles and huh. how built this empire sold over 100 million records and we still can be around each other because it was love i created so many millionaires it wasn't about just me I tell people all the time, you know, I play basketball. I build my business on the team. That's what my company is built on team and built on love, not built on money. So I still can communicate with Snoop, Mr. Kumia, uh, C, V, Silk. Uh, I mean, because it, it was love. Serve on. I mean, it was it was all love in the beginning, and it's still love. I mean, me and Bob still tight. We still jam. You know, 30 years later. So I mean, it's a blessing, man. Mm, yep. Love it. Let me shoot one that wrong. Um, all right. Uh, so you, you came in the game. Uh, your pops laid down a, a great foundation for you. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, there's a lot of people that would have been sort of content, you know what I mean, and comfortable. But you continue to elevate. You continue to grind. You continue to grow, as you're saying, um, to push your own brand and be innovative in that area. I wanted you to uh, hit on a little bit of not only stewardship, um, the delayed uh, gratification and sacrifice that, that comes with that. All I got to say is, how are you going to be comfortable when you come from a hurricane city? Uh-huh. Where I'm from, you can have it and it'll all be washed away in an instant, just like that. So that's always been my mentality. Uh, I always thank God for giving me my father's heart because that's his mentality. Uh-huh. I don't care if we're worth trillions of dollars, we're still going to be the hardest workers in the room. That's just uh-huh. how we program. So um, at the end of the day, like I said, my faith plays a big part. Um, I've seen a lot of things where if you look really close, it's like, why, why did this kid go this way and not that way? I've always been grateful because I was grateful for life. I've, I've seen the ups and downs, you know, even though my dad started becoming successful and I started becoming successful at an early age, I seen both sides and her family from the streets. You know, and I got some family members, they wanted to be teachers and they tried to do the right thing. But my dad was really the first one to change his life. So even yeah. though my dad making all of this money, you got to realize my family's still from the street. So this is what I'm around. But that was a blessing for me because I was a child star making money and seeing a different side of life. But I knew this other side as well. And I'll tell you my biggest key to success, and this is what I want to leave on this note, is that you got to tie, you got to give. Yeah. You know, generosity always comes back. Now, whether you're giving money or time, that's going to be your biggest key to your success. I promise you that. Love it, love it, love it. Y'all dropped them, man. We all dropped them. The chat going crazy. Everybody has been blessed by the words you guys just dropped on the group. Um, if you guys want to come back in, Romeo, Master P, you guys have a magic link. We'll send it to you again. Okay. If you want to come like, back, y'all make this like a little uh, visual book or something, you know, so we can get out to the people. Yes, we actually yeah. have. This is recorded. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So if you want to come back in and enjoy the rest of the summit, you're more than welcome. There's networking or your vendor expo. Your tables are set up. So definitely go check out your tables and stuff. They're uh, set up. And I'll send you the link directly so you guys can have it. Um, feel free to come back and network, jump in the chat with the people. We'll be here. DJ is going to come up. Actually, Sonny Campbell's getting ready to come up and uh, do a couple of sets for us real quick. And um, then we got a DJ. So we'll be in here. This is where we'll be for a couple hours. We appreciate you both. Thank yeah. you for your time and blessing us. Yeah. Romeo, you already know how we rock. 
honorary right. co-founder. Uh, we'll be, we be reaching out to y'all again. We're going to run this back. Yeah, the beginning, baby. Yeah. Oh, in the beginning, let's go. Hey, we appreciate you guys. Everybody drop those sevens for Master P and Romeo Miller. Drop the keys, y'all. We appreciate y'all being here with us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Keys to Black Wealth podcast. Make sure you check out our website at www.keystoblackwealth.com where you can find our latest and new merch, ebook releases, and also event updates. Follow us on all social media platforms at Keys to Black Wealth. If you found the information valuable in what you heard, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a friend.